Hey, welcome back to Mystery Kink. My name's Chris. And I'm Leonard. Hey, Leonard. Shit is getting real. Times are getting tough. It's hard to get together the podcast again, huh? It seems like it, man. And it's not even our holiday yet. This is just life, just doing life things recently, man. It's it's pretty crazy. And I still sound like shit, so I apologize for that. Well, it's a good thing this isn't our main source or, or any kind of source of income for us. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real, man. Like, over, we'll be, we'll be in a hectic situation right now. I did. We'd be in a shark-infested ocean. Speaking of sharks, <laughs> what are we talking about today, Leonard? Man. Well, this is actually about the Megalodon. But it's not my episode, though. But I think you pick, you like pivot off what I did. Did you like that shark arm murder? Oh, dude, I loved it. Oh, I had the Megalodon cocked and ready to go. Like I have quite a few episodes cocked and ready to go. And I'm just waiting for like a good segue. And I was like, all right, so the shark ate an arm. And strode up the arm in an aquarium, which led to a shark murder mystery. And I was like, well, we're already talking about sharks, so let's talk about the biggest shark to ever live. Hell yeah, man. And you and I love sharks. I mean, I, we, I, mean, I love the ocean. You're scared of the ocean. I'm, I'm scared of the deep parts of you. I like, I could kick it on the beach. I can be in a boat and fish. But you damn well know I'm wearing floaties, a life preserver. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm real... <laughs> Real freaking close to the middle of that boat. So what? So we had the megalodon, man. Tell us all about it, because I'm. I bet you're gonna. I'm gonna learn something that I did not know, because you always do this every single episode. We're gonna learn a lot. There's gonna be some references. There's gonna be some stuff going on. It's gonna be a fun episode. So let me paint a picture. Imagine you're out on a boat in the eastern Philippine Sea, only a few hundred miles from the Mariana Islands and above the Mariana Trench, the deepest part of the ocean that's known. You can't believe it. You're on your fishing vacation, hunting for king mackerel, sailfish, and giant trevally, which are huge, pretty good-tasting fish. You think you're the top dog of the expedition on your fishing boat. Little do you know, the king of the sea, a creature that does not move through the ocean, but the ocean moves through it, you see a dorsal fin, possibly tall, at least five feet cut in the water, spreading the ocean as Moses did to the Red Sea. It slowly descends and you can no longer see the great fin. The captain of the boat becomes frightened. He gets ready to gun it. He tells everyone to brace yourselves. Then you feel your boat lurch out of the water. Spy hopping is the 15 foot head of the Megalodon. You look at your captain you say, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Wait, no, hold on though. Before you start more. Did you say a 15 foot head? A Megalodon's head was 15 foot. <sighs> we're talking about just a head. We're talking about a 60 foot shark. And that's that's just a guess based off of the, uh, the 8 foot wide mouth you could walk into that fucking mouth no problem we're getting a visit from the misty mallard on this episode oh oh i'm pretty damn sure the mystery mallard's coming in on this episode but to think about this way uh i sent chris not too long ago uh a video and it was a whale a whale came up came up from the water was trying to catch some fish and accidentally hit a boat okay and i was talking about how big like this whale was but it's just like i don't even think that whale had a 15 foot head no that whale that was a humpback whale and those things get pretty big but they would have been chow for uh the megalodon see that's even more scarier like whales are actually pretty scary it's just like if you actually see one it's like you're not scared of it but you're just like whoa like i'm, I'm looking at something massive almost unimaginably massive yeah like you think of a whale you think of like a whale you think of like all the pictures of people swimming next to them you don't like envision this giant creature but like with tiktok and youtube putting out all these whale videos and you just see how incredibly massive these guys are it's just like it's hard to like picture it exactly and then but the megalodon it's that's like 
like like chump liver to them. This is how big a Megalodon is compared to that. But like, that's why I just wanted to say because that's just fucking insane. Carcaracola's Megalodon or Megalodon was the greatest shark known. It had the strongest bite force, one of the largest predators to ever live on Earth. Megalodons are often referred to as prehistoric great white when in actuality they lived along great whites as a cousin. So at one point in Earth's history, the Megalodon and the great white tiger sharks they all lived together. Damn. The Megalodon is thought to be a giant great white shark, but that's actually incorrect. They were more built like the modern day bull shark, a giant murder torpedo. I didn't think that. I thought it was like a great white, yeah. No, the the shape of a great white is very specific to the muscular build around the great white's um, jawbones. Since we don't actually have a bone that belongs to the megalodon, we only have the mouthpiece. And based off of modern day sharks, the mouthpiece would have to be behind something that has a great muscular neck to be able to work that teeth set. Ah. So... A great white shark is really good for like like slashing back and forth the way its body's built, so that it can tear and rip apart bodies. The great uh, the megalodon and the bull shark are actually like impact predators, where they'll hit you so fucking hard they knock you dumb, and then they start chewing you up there. That kind of even even more crazy. Can you imagine like a fifteen foot head or sixty foot shark literally coming out of the at you like a torpedo. Your whole body's gonna explode. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Bull sharks, which are super, super aggressive, was actually the inspiration for the book and the movie Jaws. I knew that. Yeah. So Jaws was created to resemble a great white, but in 1916, a bull shark, which bull sharks have the ability to live in freshwater, swam 45 miles inland to attack a lake swimmer, killing a boy. So imagine you're nowhere near the beach, you're swimming with your best bud skipping school because it's 1916, and a shark eats one of your buddies in a lake. I would have thought it was like the Loch Ness Monster or something. I wouldn't think it would be a shark, to be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a crazy news story. Like, a New Jersey boy, which sucks for you're from New Jersey to begin with, <laughs> and you get eaten in a lake not near the ocean. Like, that's rid- 45 miles inland, dude. This shark swam to go into a lake to eat this boy. Like, what a shitty way to go. Wait, what are the damn odds? It's actually pretty good because... Bull sharks have the ability to live in freshwater as well. Not permanently, but they're able to en- endure it. Yeah, so I wonder for how long, though. Like, can you imagine? Because you talk about 45 miles. That's a that's a long stretch. That's a long time. Yeah, and you figure sharks only account for, like, 18 bites a year, maybe, at the most. So oh. the shark attacks are super low. You're, like, you're more likely to get killed by a cow than you are a shark. You're more likely to win the lottery three times in a row than you are to get a killed by a shark. Damn. So the fact that you're from New Jersey, which is already a, a you're going swimming in a lake and you're killed by a shark like give me an alligator in a lake or something not a freaking shark yeah exactly and also what i think uh since we're talking about biting i think there's like 54 shark bites a year and uh there's six uh 1600 bites of new yorkers uh new yorkers that bit people 1600 in a year so honestly you're you're more safe in the water than even being in new york or new jersey too yeah honestly that's wild that's how you become a new yorker that was a new yorker bites you on the you know on the leg (laughs) that's how you become a new yorker you go from like hey man hey what are you doing hey i'm walking here what the hell hey get out of (laughs) here now you're on the bloodlust hunt for a (laughs) non-new yorker All right, so a great white's tooth, on average, is about two and a half inches long. Sometimes longer, that's just the average. While megalodon teeth are between five and six inches long. And based upon based upon the setting of the teeth, because they have enough teeth to build a jaw, they don't have a jaw because 
the Megalodon was mostly cartilage, but because of the teeth placement and how the teeth were set up, there was three rows of teeth, two that were readily available, and a third that came in to replace the missing teeth. What do you mean missing teeth? So if a tooth fall out, there was a tooth just to roll into the socket. Wait, so like it has like a backup tooth? It was a revolving door of tooth for its whole life. Sharks can lose all their teeth and grow them back very quickly. And Megalodon wow. was no different. Holy shit, I didn't even know about that. So if they could just lose the teeth like during a fight or something, it would just grow back naturally, no no, no question asked. Yeah, there's there's always a tooth in the back of the mouth ready to pop up into the new spot. So if that pops up into the new spot, does it grow another one in the back? Yeah, it just continuously for the rest of its life. Oh, that's fascinating. Yep. Well, because there was no cart, there was no bones in the shark's body. It's all cartilage, so all the calcium would go to the teeth. That, that sounds like back to me. Yeah, but it just sounds like makes sense. It's crazy that the teeth of a megalodon was three times larger than a great white. Like that's crazy. People are afraid of great whites. They don't know what's down there, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way to know. Um, I mean, the ocean. Less than eighty percent, or um, there's eighty percent of the ocean is unexplored. Well, that's what that's what they say. And supposedly there's a secondary ocean underneath the ocean, not primary water. There's a pantalactic sea, which is basically the ocean that we have has a shelf, and allegedly, allegedly, under that shelf there's a second ocean, an older ocean, and then you have your primary water ocean that leads into inner Earth under that. And I bet you inside like that rubber ass water shit. Megalodons down there. It's possible. Maybe not because primary water is so salinated, so much salt and sand. It might be hard for a creature like that to live, but in the secondary shelves of the sea, it's possible. There is no guarantee that nothing li- doesn't live there. True. Megalodon is thought to have been 60 feet long. The reason we were able to make this size was the teeth from the shape, size, and placement. They were able to figure out which teeth are the end pieces and which teeth are in the middle. Though so that's mm. how they built the whole model for a megalodon that's pretty dope though so some megalodons their mouths were expected to be 11 feet wide and nine feet tall that means you me adam daniel maybe leo could have walked you know holding hands into the mouth damn being 11 feet wide and nine feet tall yeah like you could swim straight into that dude's mouth without him realizing he swallowed you see i would think that is what a whale would do and like this is even bigger than that so I can't even believe that. You know what I mean? Well, I could believe it, but it's just like, I can't imagine seeing that. And I don't know where, like, you know, that's it for you. It's the last thing you saw was being in the mouth of this freaking 60 foot shark. That's crazy. No one is sure as to why the Megalodon went extinct or if it did. Megalodon had almost zero predators aside from other larger Megalodon or the Leviathan Mavelli. So the Leviathan Melvelli is one of the most badass whales to ever live as well. It's a giant prehistoric sperm whale named after Herman Melville, the author of Moby Dick. You yeah. know, the captain who hunts uh, the great white whale. Yeah. So the Leviathan whale would probably not go after a fully grown 66,000 pound megalodon, but it was a competitor. So it's possible that they didn't fight often unless it was like territorial scraps. But it's believed that the uh, Herman Melvelli and the other little sharks were better built for hunting than the Megalodon was. Like the Megalodon was a great hunter, but he was a slow, fat torpedo. Like he wasn't a distance shark. He was a quick, you know, get in and get out shark. Yeah. Even being that big too. Yeah, because of the 
the Leviathan whale's ability to go down and get big squid or eat smaller sharks, as well as smaller sharks like Mako's tiger sharks and great whites existing alongside of the MIG created a really hardcore um, food competition where they were unable to hunt as well because of the size difference. If you're a 66,000 pound creature, you have to keep up the calories for that to keep swimming and keep living. Yeah. Versus, a, you know, a 10,000 pound shark who can easily maneuver. Damn. So the Meg is thought to have gone extinct during the Pliocene between 5.3 and 2.6 million years ago. Sea levels were changing constantly and quite dramatically. Land masses were rising and falling. Valleys and plateaus were being created along the ocean floor as the coastal habits we know were changing. And the Megalodon had a really bad place for nurseries. They would actually nurse in the shallows. So they would go and lay their eggs in the shallows. And then these sharks, you know how like shark eggs are where there's a bunch of sharks in there. And the meanest shark eats all the baby sharks and it's one shark per egg almost. Yeah. So that's what happened. So Megalodons would have, you know, three, four, five sharks in an egg. The biggest and baddest Megalodon puff would eat their babies and get out of the egg. And then possibly get eaten by a smaller shark who was hunting the shallows. So it was kind of like a bad setup. And then with the habitats being reduced, there was less area for the sharks to get food, less area for it to live in and like i said due to its enormous size it's only real competition with other sharks and the melvilli leviathan whale are we gonna actually have an episode on the leviathan whale uh we can um they're pretty sure those are extinct too but because they are air breathers they would have to have cut you there would you would have seen one because they have to come up for air uh. versus a great white that just has to keep swimming or a megalodon that just has to keep swimming in order to breathe mm. so like whale as far as whales and ocean mammals we're pretty on point with them because they have to surface at some point or another to breathe but we can because it's a dope ass whale but it'd probably be like a boring because like i'm like over here like oh this whale da, 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 da. you know <laughs> yeah several studies note that authentic fossil teeth attributed to the megalodon do not occur later than the Pliocene boundary 2.5 million years ago, as I said, suggesting that the Megalodon died around that time. However, one study which noted data problems associated with others has questioned the validity of fossil teeth dating to the late Pliocene. It reports instead that the validated fossil data suggests that the Megalodon died out near the first stage of the Pliocene, the Zanclean stage, 3.6 million years ago. So some people say 2.5, others say 3.6. Well, that would make it even older. But the problem is there's no exact date as to when the megalodon went extinct even if it did go extinct there's tons of weird sea creature sightings around the world wouldn't we know if a giant shark was patrolling the waters no because currently 80 percent of the ocean hasn't even been mapped the mariana trench itself where the where the shark is theorized to lurk is seven miles deep at its deepest and it's not even fully explored seven miles deep yeah the deepest hole in the world like that we have dug is the cola uh well which is eight miles deep dug by humans so we don't even know if the mariana is only seven or more and that's not to say if there's a deeper opening or a crazier trench in the other 80 percent of the ocean that we haven't explored yet true and the writer stephen alton who wrote the Meg books and it's multiple sequels still waiting on his newest book to come out keeps getting pushed back he said that there's no proof that the megalodon Meg is gone or lurking there's no proof to say for sure that it's gone and there's no proof to say that it's still here which is true on both sides yeah there is however eyewitness accounts of the megalodon really oh yeah uh so this is the zane gray incident zane gray was an american dentist slash author and a fishing enthusiast one of the you know one of the fam yeah one day on a routine fishing trip he saw a giant shark at least 
40 feet in length with a yellow and green hide with white spots along the top and bottom of the shark. He didn't say it was a Meg, but the description was that of a giant bull shark, not a great white. Mm. So this man was a well-respected fishing enthusiast and a well-respected author slash dentist. And he's over saying like, this shark was bigger than my boat. This shark was 40 feet in length easily. And then he described a giant bull shark was what the Megalodon is kind of thought to have been. See, you know, it's also funny because before you explained uh, the sightings of the Megalodon, you also said like the Megalodon did like to go inside shallower waters just to lay its babies and eggs and shit, right? So like it could be very possible that he could saw a that could have been a Megalodon. If it came up like near his boat, there's a good chance that could have been a Megalodon. And I don't even think bull sharks even get up to 40 feet not even i don't think you know what i mean yeah right here bull sharks only get to 7 to 11 feet so this guy fucking knew it was had to not be a bull shark even though it looked like one yeah and even great whites only get up to about 16 feet as a female mm, can't imagine seeing something 40 feet underneath your boat dude okay in 1875 the british ship hms challenger pulled up a pair of megalodon teeth along the seabed so what happened was the hms challenger was going along trawling the seabed with a giant net trying to pull up underwater fossils and specimens to see what they got going on down there they were only doing the top of the seabed which means it should have been live creatures and recently dead creatures in 1959 dr W. Tishkernsky of London's Queen Mary College attempted to date the teeth by studying the buildup of the manganese dioxide layer, which is a layer of sediment that builds on fossils. That way you could say, hey, this guy is from three million years ago, right? Ah, uh, okay. Through examining the dioxide deposition, the doctor determined that the teeth were between 11 and 24,000 years old, respectively. It's a big gap, though. From 3.5 to 2.5 to 11,000 years ago like that's that's a 2,490,000 year difference <sighs> this fucking story is what and it was so, on top of the seabed that's what i'm saying like on top of the seabed it's like and there's constantly currents on the seabed so the seabed is constantly being mixed buried and pushed down you said 1100 or 1600 feet to well no feet i'm sorry uh uh how old and then to 2.3 million or even higher like it's getting crazy because because now it doesn't really sound like it's prehistoric it's like it's 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 actually could be still around like it actually could probably still be here potentially in the books sharks and rays of the australian seas australian naturalist david steed shared an anecdote where some believe he described a terrified encounter with a mate himself according to steed in 1981 he spoke with several crayfish fishermen who were terrified of a shark that they saw on their fishing grounds off of Broughton Island, and they even refused to return to the grounds for a few days. They claimed that they'd seen a shark of unbelievable size surface in the deep water of the fishing ground, taking the pots and mooring with it. Given that the crayfish pots were over three feet in diameter and loaded with heavy catch, that would be no small feat. Stead and a local fisheries inspector, a Mr. Patton, questioned the men who all agreed that the sharks in monstrous size. One claimed that the head was as long as the roof of the wharf shed at Nelson's Bay. Many said it measured around 115 feet in length. Others said the water seemed to boil when it surfaced. All of them were confident that it was a shark rather than a whale, and that it was pale in white, pale white in coloring. Given that the men they spoke to were all hardened fishermen accustomed to sharks, whales, and other sea creatures, the conversations they had was the frightened witnesses less quite an impression on Steed and Mr. Patton. Now, did you say 115 feet head? In length, the whole body from tip to tail. Oh, okay, I thought that I'm like, damn, that's a... That's a way bigger head than the hell we just talked about. It's all it's all head with like baby fins on the backside. <laughs>
But even if the shark observed by the fishermen were massive as described, several signs indicate that it could have been the mighty Meg. As Roshik writes in his 1998 paper, if Megalodon were alive in the modern world and surviving in the deep, it is unlikely he would be the white color described in a 1918 account. Or, I'm sorry, 1981 account. Most deep sea sharks are dark rather than white, although there is a general misconception that dark deep sea habitats result in the lack of pigmentation. So this guy's trying to dispute it a little bit, but all he's saying is that a white Megalodon Megalodon doesn't make sense, but we don't know what Megalodon's color would be because it's an ancient shark. Yeah. So I, I guess he, I guess he's not wrong when he's talking about the pigment. You know what I mean? Like if you stay inside your house all day long. Yeah. Because other deep sea sharks are colored. Yeah. Your, your pigment's gonna change if you're like near more sunlight, if anything. So I can see how he would be saying there. Yeah. An immense shark off the Great Barrier Reef in his 1978 book. Let's go fossil shark tooth hunting. That's a terrible title. <laughs> For real. <laughs> it is. Author B.C. Cartmill describes an alleged incident that took place off the edge of Australia's Great Barrier Reef in the 1960s. According to Cartmill, the sailors involved initially refused to speak about the incident because they were fearing teasing. But after some time, they admitted that when their 85-foot ship was forced to weigh anchor for engine repairs, the captain and crew were shocked to see a gargantuan white shark swim slowly past the stuck ship. It rivaled the boat in size, and all agreed it was not a whale. So here you have another group of hardened fishermen, afraid to talk about it because they don't want to be ridiculed, see a giant white shark at least the same size as their 85-foot boat. Yeah, and we're talking about fishermen here. So I don't, if anybody's not a fisherman, if you ever meet one, especially when you're fishing, they're going to tell you the wildest stories and saying how big they how big their their catch was years ago and whatnot right they have stories like that so they'll tell you crazy fishing stories but you get these fishermen that go out there as their job to get you know crayfish or whatnot and then they're they don't even want to talk about this so that's a that's a big difference here you got fishermen that always want to talk about their crazy fishing stories and you got these ones are just like hey like no one's not going to believe this like let's just not even talk about it that's crazy well it's like um I'm not saying the Megalodon's a paranormal creature, but a lot of people who have paranormal stories or paranormal experiences don't like to talk about it because they didn't want something paranormal to happen to them. You know what I mean? They want it to be normal, and now they have something abnormal happen to them or supernatural happen to them, and they don't want to talk about it because they're going to be made fun of. Like, telling a fish story about a giant trout that got away pretty commonplace but being afraid to tell the story about a giant shark like something weird happened there yeah the next one it's not a racial word so don't get upset guys el huh. demonio negro oh everybody the knows that means black demon shark yeah the black demon shark hold on re-say that whole thing again el, de el demonio negro that sounds pretty fucking sick though super sick dude what a badass name like <laughs> That sounds like a, like an early 90s metal band. <laughs> the Black Demon Shark is an enormous black shark who terrified those off the coast of Baja, California, and Mexico. In recent years, the numerous sightings have been reported primarily from local fishermen. The Black Demon is said to be between 20 and 60 feet long, weighing anywhere from 50 to 100,000 pounds. It resembles a great white shark in size, but with very dark coloration and a large tail. So, there's a place in Mexico called Baja, California. Yeah, I always 
always wanted to go there, actually. And it has great fishing. Love a lot of fishermen, a lot of tourists in the area. And there's thousands of eyewitness reports of a of the black demon shark. Now the sizes vary from 20 to 60 feet, and even at 20 feet, the largest great white on average is 16 feet. So this shark is already bigger. It's a peninsula, so it's a it's a shallower area where megalodons may be laying eggs, and they're seeing the baby swim back out to the ocean. It. I mean, I always wanted to go to Baja, so I'm down if you want to go fishing out there, Chris. Oh, dude. One day. <laughs> Some say it could be the megalodon or a new species of shark, or perhaps an unusually great white shark. Many expeditions were launched to locate the creature, even on Monster Quest in the chapter Mega Jaws. Nothing became of the investigation. Sadly, sightings have become rare, but and because of this, not much is known. And then also because the word megalodon is thrown around, so scientists don't want to hurt their career by looking into a cryptid creature. You know, the thing is, though, that's what science is all about. Just say, we want to know about stuff. You gotta know at all angles. You can't just not look at something just because you are afraid of what some of the people might say. Who gives a f what they say? Tell them to eat That's your ass. That's what science is about. I mean, in the 1940s, 1930s, if someone was like, "You can't, you can't separate an atom and make an explosion," somebody pulled their pants up and said, "Watch me, mother." Exactly. And now we have the a bomb. <laughs> like you're supposed to, you're supposed to either prove or disprove shit with science. That's the point of science. And a lot of scientists get caught up in the oh my career and yada yada you don't have to believe in something to research something shit i i, I spent like 22 hours researching the scamityville horror <laughs> you know what i mean like and it could be a whole entire scam it could be a scam i, I hated the whole thing i hated every <laughs> minute of it the poor children are abused and the adults were assholes that's all it was <laughs> Fucking DeFeos were murdered. Yo, rest in peace by their piece of shit brother. And then fucking dickhead George Lutz moves in and makes his kids see ghosts. That's all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? No, 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 I know exactly. I went into mean. it believing it was real and walked out of it with like goddamn <laughs> George Lutz ruining my fucking <laughs> ideas. I just don't know why scientists can't do that. It's 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 all about money and grants and it doesn't if it if the government can't use it to make a dollar, they, there's no point in doing it. I just hate life. <sighs> Goddamn government. You don't hate life. You just hate the government. And I'm there with you. That's why we're on Telegram. Hey, remember, look us up on Telegram. Shout out to Telegram. All right. And the last one, Lenny, you're very, very familiar with this one. Oh. The Shark Mystery. A monster that devoured the nine-foot great white exposes after super predator hunt. Now, you're the one that sent me the story about the female shark that was nine feet tall, the great white. It was tagged by a data locator. Mm-hmm. The shark washed up a few months after being tagged, being half-eaten. Data captured on the device shows that there was a rapid temperature rise from 7.6 Celsius to 25.5 Celsius. So it went from around 39 degrees to about 57, 58 degrees, along with a sudden sharp plunge. Now, what make, doesn't make sense is the shark shot down 1,900 feet in a matter of seconds. The deeper you go, the colder the ocean gets. But what happened to this shark is it hit a 30 degree incline. Now there's no there's no underwater volcanoes in the area to help that out. There's no way other than being inside a larger animal's digestive tract for that heat temperature to jump up with that plunge of water. Hmm. So that means that it would have to be inside uh, an animal's body or a, a shark's body or whatever it is, and it's bringing it down. It would have to be a predatory animal that could swallow a nine foot shark. So a lot of sharks that have predators would be like the orca whale, but that's not big enough 
want to swallow a great white. Sperm whales have the ability to, but there's no sperm pods in the area. Sperm pods. No <laughs> sperm whale pods in the area. So what the hell happened? Uh, we're talking about nine feet here. Yeah, like it's nine feet. Like that's I'm six foot even. That means three feet more of me would be the same as this great white that was eaten. Yeah, so what, what's what's Shao Main? What, how, how how tall is he? Is he like seven foot or Andre the Giant, for an example? Who was the first one you said, brother? Uh, oh, that Asian basketball player, like Xiao Ming. No, that's Yao Ming. Oh, Yao Ming. <laughs> You went and said the most racist Asian name you could, and it was just slightly off from the real name. <laughs> if it's slightly off, then I was fucking close. <laughs> How tall was Andre the Giant was 7'4". So the okay. great white that was even taller than Andre the Giant. Yeah. So if you guys know who Andre the Giant is, just picture that guy. Something ate something bigger than him oh, yeah. in one second and went way back down like 1900 fucking feet in a matter of seconds it's wild there's just there's no way to like like they're saying it was possibly a larger cannibal great white shark because great whites have been known to get to like 20 21 feet it has been seen before it's very rare so the largest shark ever reliably measured was 19.5 feet in australia 19 as great white you said yeah great white the largest shark recorded was the great white shark at 19.5 feet in australia so would be a giant great white would have to have eaten just a tagged part which is tagged on the dorsal fin so it's really hard for a shark to just eat that one part you know what i mean yeah, it took off the And fin, not only just yeah. eat that one part, but swallow it into the digestive tract fast enough and then yank down 1,900 feet through cold water. It just, it, it's really hard to believe that happened. Unless a animal large enough to swallow that creature swallowed it and shot down. Is like the only explanation if you really think about it. I think that's what, that's what makes it even more wild. But does bull sharks swim that fast or anything? For an yeah, example? Yeah, bull shark only gets to like five to seven feet. They're like pissed off <laughs> to the ocean. <laughs> But what's really weird, there's a website you can go to called O-Search Shark Tracker. And it's all the sharks they've tracked, right? Now, around the Bermuda Triangle and also around the Mariana Trench, sharks avoid that area, the ones that they have tagged. The Mariana Trench is where the Great White is supposedly located or a form of Megalodon is located there. Because just because, you know, the Megalodon existed millions of years ago doesn't mean that it exist in the same idea now it could have easily evolved or adapted to its you know smaller surroundings to become a smaller shark maybe it's not yeah. 60 feet anymore yeah but there's nothing suggesting that it disappeared but there is on this o search shark tracker the bermuda triangle and the mariana trench area a lot of sharks avoid that area swim around it like they swim around it to go out of their way to get away from it why is that and it's kind of weird i didn't even knew about that yeah you could look up sharks named rocket a tootie pete Kimmy, Nate, Ali Bell, a lot of cool, a lot of cool sharks. You can go and watch where they go, and they just they avoid certain areas. Why is that? Well, it has to be something big there that it even it's afraid of. Well, I mean, great whites are are afraid of the orca whale, sperm whales as well, but that's not always the case. You know what I mean? True. And that was the Megalodon. There's been a few eyewitness sightings. There's no actual evidence that it disappeared. <clears throat> Just a fun little shark cryptid episode. Oh, I liked it. But also, don't forget, though, orcas, something you don't want to f*** with. They're the biggest asshole whales out there, by the way. There is no reported wild attack on humans from 
orcas. No, but they're fucking assholes to other fish. Yeah, it's because they're cool as fuck. Orcas are the coolest wolves of the sea, dude. Orcas are like badass. <laughs> dude, orcas... I'm, we're about to go into some whale facts here. This is the Megalodon story getting stolen by orcas, but orcas have different dialects based on where they are in the world. A New Zealand orca has different way of speaking than a California coastal orca. Which is dope. It's wild. And also, orcas slap rays for no reason. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're fucking bullies. Blow, um, they blow bubbles at jellyfish and get them all tangled up. They don't even eat jellyfish. They just fuck with them for fun. Orcas are crazy smart, though. They've learned how to eat the liver of stingrays without getting stung. They've learned how to incapacitate sharks by turning them upside down. And not only did they learn that, they teach it to their young. Orcas learn and create new innovative ways to hunt. And then they're like, hey, baby orca, check this out. It's just, they seem too intelligent. You know what I mean? I wonder if uh, if an orca is afraid of a megalodon. I don't know, man. I feel like an orca could probably smack the shit out of a megalodon. I know I'm being a little biased because like, I, I fuck with orcas, <laughs> but they're smaller. They're quicker. They have more maneuverability. They hunt in pods. They're not just solitary hunters like the megalodon would be. Mm, true. Like a megalodon is definitely taking one or two orcas with it, but the, a pod of orcas would probably flip it on its back like they do with a great white and then do the terrible shit that orcas do to other animals. Yeah. Freaking orcas, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was the megalodon. That was a fun little episode. Um, yeah, man, dude, I loved it. We're halfway to the spooky season. As far as I'm concerned, the spooky season starts September 1st, to be honest, though. <laughs> I like starting mine in October. I'm getting ready for it, dude. I'm already like, I'm already watching horror movies, getting ready. I'm already doing horror books. Like, I just did um the Pine Deep trilogy by uh, John Mayberry. It's about vampires, and it's pretty good. It's a three-book series. Each book is about 17 hours long on Audible, so it's three 17-hour books. Pretty good. I just watched Day Shift on Netflix. That was really good. I never it's, heard about uh, that. Jamie Fox and Snoop Dogg and they're vampire hunters and it's got Dave Franco as like a as an accountant for uh uh Jamie Foxx and basically what they do is they go around uh snagging vampire teeth to sell for profit and it's really good it's really funny it's really good like I thought it was gonna be like a dumb like eh, movie but it was like a really fun action-packed movie like I was really surprised like I thought Snoop Dogg would be cheesy and corny but he's actually really good in it Jamie Foxx you know he's badass in everything he does yeah Jamie Foxx is always doing something good so that was a really good movie um I'm about to watch uh Trick or Treat here here in a little bit. And you watched that last year too, didn't you? I think I remember you mentioning that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um my wife on her next day off, we're gonna see um Killer Clowns from Outer Space because she's never seen it. Oh <laughs> I'm pretty sure she I don't know. Would she like it? Probably not. I told her it's a dumb it's a dumb movie, but it's it's a fun Halloween movie. Hey, uh are you guys gonna be going the gonna be all buttered? Like, it's not a dumb movie. <laughs> It's a bad, good movie, <laughs> and that's why everybody loves it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just one of those movies that's it's so bad, it's good. It's a fun... Like, Halloween is bad because it's fun. You know what I mean? That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Are, we, are you guys going to uh, any uh, Halloween uh, amusement parks? Doing no mazes or shit, by the way? No, uh, it's going to be too packed. Uh, I think I think on the fifteenth we're going to on October fifteenth we're going to um not scary farm with my wife's friends but I'm just like like I love my wife and I'm going for her but I was like man like it's gonna be packed it's gonna be fucking asses to elbows it's not gonna be fun you gotta you guys just gotta get that free pass like the front of the line shit yeah they don't they don't sell them no more though now you have to like get in the line to get them oh what 
It's dumb. Yeah, it's a last year we went or two years ago we went and it was just like a pain in the ass. Well, that's whack. But yo, know, my wife wants to go and my wife gets what she wants. I'll make her happy. Can't believe people are killing our October with all these too many people and all these things and changing. But you know what? You can always just hit us up if you want to come on the show and talk about your Halloween stuff too. You got a story, a suggestion, a correction, or you just want to come on and chat with us, you can email us at Mr. Kink at Mr. Kink. 2021 at gmail.com you can hit us up on a telegram at mystery kings broadcast network you can find us on facebook where we're trying to be active but we're not very good at facebook and instagram and tiktok at mystery kink you can find us on the twitter at kink mystery len diesler what do we got going on for the halloween this year um i don't know what we got for halloween this year that's why i'm hoping we could do something we're still working that plan out We might go with an original ghost story. We might try to come up with our own ghost stories. Uh, We will be ending our podcasting season on October 31st. Um, There will be little intermediate podcast in there. You know, if you guys fall off while we're gone, don't worry. We'll be back in late January, early February, because that's the busy season at the the USBS. Yep. But hopefully we should have some stories, though. Oh, yeah. There'll be, um, allegedly, will be our little filler podcast for the time where we'll do individual. Lenny will chime in with, hey, this is what's happening. Have you heard about this dumb so-and-so? And, And, you know, I'll hop in. What's up? What's happening? Have you heard about this dumb (laughs) so-and-so? Just stories that are too small to be uh, a full-ass episode. Pretty much. All right. And remember, your mystery is our king. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night.